You're listening to Blue Driver, episode 4, recorded Sunday the 3rd of January, 2016. New Year Resolution. Welcome to Blue Driver. My name is Stephen Ward, and this is my little podcast. It's a cold and snowy evening here in Croatia, having the chance to podcast while my wife and daughter are are away for an hour. Not much has happened over the Christmas period, so I'm now thinking about what I'm going to be doing over the course of the next year, along with trying to do this podcast every two weeks. So without further ado, let's get started. As with any geek worth their salt, I watched Star Wars, The Force Awakens, and it was fun. Without going into spoilers, I do have... Not necessarily issues, but there are some things that don't quite make sense in the plot, which I think is a problem with, possibly a problem with uh, J.J. Abrams and that school of writing. Most of it worked really well. I was less impressed with the actual space battles, which is a drawback considering the name of the franchise. But the rest was fun. There was... The characters were good and funny and... The action was exciting, lightsaber battles exciting, and I'm looking forward to what else Disney do with the franchise. Just have to see where it goes. I'm sure when it comes to home video release, and my my daughter will enjoy BB-8, the new ball droid, and his shenanigans. She really likes uh, watching the original Star Wars films, and R2-D2 is her favourite. The big event of the Christmas season was the Steam Winter Sale. Um, Apparently there was an Autumn Sale, but I missed it. So, The Winter Sale, I picked up seven or eight games in the end. Two of them I managed to buy with the proceeds from selling Steam trading cards. So small little games. I've done that before with the Summer Sale. The big one being uh, Saints Row 4, which has just come to Linux slash SteamOS. And it's nice to have a GTA game, a GTA-style game on Linux I can actually play. I do really need to get a new computer because my laptop doesn't really keep up with it. But I've been planning to do that anyway. I've got some money possibly set aside for that. I've not really worked out what I'm going to do with that. Whether it's going to be a, a steam machine underneath the television or a big workstation slash gaming rig in the back room which I can sometimes stream to the main TV depends on how social sociable I want to be with my family when it comes to gaming anyway my resolution this year 2016 is to finally actually make and finish making a game I've looked into so many engines and uh, programming languages I should know what I'm doing and I should be able to follow this through. I've got 
plenty of ideas which are at least the basics are fully formed in my head. I mean, they're going to be emulating other games, games that I like, uh, like enough to think that I can make it better. I want to add to. So I think I can do do this or at least get started enough that I can make a, a finished game. Generally, I'm trying to recreate games which I don't think either don't get made anymore or the retro movement has not reached yet, um, not properly. I'd like to make a sprite-based first-person shooter, like Doom, the original Doom. All 2D sprites, fast action, but with some of the more modern technologies and Steam integration and things like that. I know I can probably do this. I've been Doom modding a little bit for years and years, for at least 20 years since it um, first came along. So I've got a good idea how to do some of these things. I've got the tools. I know how to use them. It's just cracking on and making a game out of that. So if I want to do something in 3D, I think I'm going to use that. Um, there is uh, an engine which uses some of the more modern techniques. The engine is called Gloom, which is a, basically a GPL-friendly version of GZ Doom, and that involves lots of. It's got lots of scripting uh, capabilities, modern controls, uh, modern rendering. So I'd like to do something like that. I've always wanted to do a game where you shoot Daleks from Doctor Who, but it's probably better, more prudent if I aim for something which is completely original so that I can distribute and potentially sell it. So I need to think about what what about that. I, I like the best about that genre. Um, do I want to go um, pure shooter route of, of Doom? Do I want to go more of an RPG um, adventure like Strife or something in between like Hexen where you've got some RPG tropes and trappings but it's mainly a shooter so that's one idea I've always wanted to do a not a, a hacking simulation uh, like Uplink or Hacker Evolution or the more recent um Hacknet, which is something I got from the Steam sale. Um, they are hacker games. They are you are a hacker. You are breaking into um, computers and stealing things or changing things and destroying things for whatever reason. Um, white hat or black hat. I want to do a game which is more computer security simulation. So you can be a hacker you can get into people's computers and take them over and use them for your nefarious ways but equally you can be you can be an innocent you can be a, a security expert who is doing penetration testing or is simply maintaining a network of computers i think that would be interesting to you you are able to you, you set up servers you set up websites you get money for maintaining websites or um, uh, having adverts on your sites and creating a network of computers and also protecting from attack and on the other side you can be someone who doesn't buy their own servers they crack into other people's servers run programs on it uh, nefariously like um, in order to get 
ad revenue or or other ways like blackmail set up a botnet things like that i think a lot of the um, hacker games tend to be very scripted uh, i'd like something a bit more open-ended a bit more open world for lack of a better word um procedurally generated um content or, or even taking stuff from the internet itself the real internet and simulating it so you could be hacking google servers or, or whatever and using information from real websites although that's possibly a legal gray area perhaps not to do that at least not in the final version another thing i want to do is a game based on manic miner and jet set really the old spectrum platformers um they have a very specific style it's insta death when you touch something it's pixel per perfect jumping and collision very uh, it, your death is is instant you touch you touch a monster and boom, you're gone and uh, you only have a certain number of lives i'd like to do something along those lines especially uh, something which annoys me with a lot of platformers or basically all platformers these days where uh, you can control your movement while you're in the air whereas in real life you wouldn't be able to do that you wouldn't be able to move back and forth um, without like wings or anything like that I think with Manic Miner and Jet Set Willy it was literally you, you press the button to go to jump and you were jumping and in this particular arc and if you've misjudged it you've got nothing you can do about it you'll just see yourself flailing with your legs uh, kicking like a, on a bicycle and falling down to your death that uh, that appeals to me probably just a, a retro nostalgia trip which i'm particularly susceptible to and another gaming idea i had over christmas i was watching die hard as you have to do it's the law and i kept thinking of the game nakatomi plaza which came out in 2002 and it was always a disappointment where it failed on a fundamental way it was it was very it was trying to be very true the the developers even went to um the building where it was it was filmed and and took lots of notes and measurements and pictures to make it look exactly as the real building did um the trouble is in order to be a, a first person shooter of that era of um half-life and and that kind of thing you had to be shooting enemies all the time and since the original film only had like 12 um baddies in in all the game had hundreds and it didn't make any sense at all there was more terrorists than hostages so not sure what to do about that i'd like i, I need to have a little think about what i would do with a diehard game which was you know better as for the tools I want to use, there were some open source game programming tools. One is Love, um, spelt with an umlaut over the O, which is uh, I've used before. Uh, it's all programmed in Lua, so it's literally just uh, text files, it's uh, Lua scripting. And that is quite easy to get your head around. Um, the only problem I find is structure. I'm not very disciplined with structuring my code. Um, 
but I have been doing a lot of Python programming recently, which has required me to, to make it a bit neater. So I think I could do the same with Lua and uh, the Love libraries. It's very neat, very, um, it's got lots of things uh, ready, and it's also recently had a new version come out, um, which has Android and iOS support. So I could potentially release whatever game I make on mobile without too many problems. Similarly, I could use something like Pygame, Python, as I already know quite a bit of Python. I've uh, played with that a lot. So uh, that's another option. The only real open source uh, engine, which is more like the, the modern engines of like things like Unity, uh, the only one like that is called Godot. Um, and I've looked at some tutorials for that and I might have a go with that. It's uh, it's not quite right there. I don't know. It, there's something about it which, um, while it does keep particular structure, it seems like it's too limiting. It's and too complicated. There's too much there. You're using a GUI to do all your creation and programming and, and everything. And it seems that uh, in giving you every option in front of you, it can overwhelm you. Um, I'm finding uh, programming in, in Love, Lua and Python, it's better to have like a blank screen in front of you and you create the bits that you want, make sure that works and then think of something else you want to do and then look up how, it, how to do it. Whereas Godot's got everything in front of you and that can be overwhelming. I'm never quite sure of what I'm looking at. It's kind of like opening Blender for the first time and all of the um, tools and things are in front of you and you have to strip it down to the task that you want to do. But even learning how to do that, how to set it up, um, might be tricky. That said, the way Godot works is actually the Godot IDE itself is written in Godot. So you could potentially edit the, the source code of the, um, the IDE in the same language that you would program the IDE in. The plan would be to open source the game, both the code and the, the graphics, as most of, my, uh, most of the things I'm probably going to use are going to be open anyway. But I'll also try to get them on Steam and um, other, other places for a small fee. I'll have to see how I go. If I'm confident that I can support um, users in using it enough to let people buy it from me then i think i'll get into that so that's my plan at the moment i'm working on using love to create a jet set willy style game and see how that goes i'm gonna make a basically try and do a prototype of what i want with each of these ideas and i'll see which one of them pans out the hacking or computer simulation idea also could go lots of ways. I could make a back end, which is the simulation of the computer networks, um, but I could potentially use that in another game idea I had, which involves flying a, a spacecraft inside your computer. So everything that is normally inside a computer would be represented as something space-like, like planets and asteroids and, and things. Very similar to a game that was on uh, back in the Windows 3.1 days. 
called Inner Space. I'd like to do something uh, like a modern take of that because that was basically just flying inside your own computer, whereas this would be going out into the internet and going to other servers. I could see it, uh, either of the these hacking simulation games also becoming something like a tower defense style uh, thing where you're assigning resources like your computer's resources to defend from uh, outside attacks um, so you need enough processing power to filter out a ddos attack or um, something along those lines um, but until I start actually programming these things, I don't really have a shape of how it's going to look. Um, I don't want to put too much into one game necessarily. So I think I might work on the, a simple simulation of these, um, of servers or websites and um, passwords and encryption security first, and then maybe work on a game on top of that because it in itself is not probably not very fun um, but uh, once you've got that simulation you can create games from it You've been listening to Blue Java, episode four. I hope uh, you have enjoyed it. As ever, you can contact me via the website, comment on the uh, podcast episode post, or email me, show at bluedriver.com. You will find on bluedriver.com a, a page to get in contact, so my uh, social media. Blue Driver is on YouTube and also on Google Plus as a page. Um, all of those you can get in contact with me as far as I know I have no listeners well I think one or two have su subscribed to the YouTube channel but uh, I have no comments at all no reading today as I have decided to record this on the spur of a moment and I don't know how much time I will have so I hope you all have had a new year and I shall be speaking to you soon goodbye <laughs>